Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, Jimmy, great to be with you and our passion and purpose listeners. Man, we love you guys. Yeah, we're just we're just enjoying Fun. the Lord today. We're enjoying one another, having a good time, and we're going to carry that through this whole podcast mm. episode because we know one thing: mm. we know that our listeners have been on the edge of their seat. When are they going to finish the hierarchy of loyalties? And we're doing it. We are actually <laughs> doing it. We are our next to last hierarchy of loyalty. And all fun and jokes aside, this stuff really matters. Yes. The, these these hierarchy of loyalties, remember, we're a people, everybody's a person of affection and attachment. Mm-hmm. We all are people of affections and attachment. So what uh, you are affectionate for, you attach to. Right. And we find that with our own passions that can go astray. We find that also in the Lord when right. we're excited about God or a truth of God's word. Uh, we find that in relationships when we appreciate somebody. There's an affection, a friendship, or in, in romance, there's an affection. But then the, then the immediate response to our affection is an attachment. Mm-hmm. So then I attach myself to that person, that truth, right. that deal, that thing. And we want holy Yes. attachments yes and you and you've also said that this really has a lot to do with our destiny yeah legacy so in terms of our our why here this is a yeah. this is a big deal for your entire life yeah so and, and again I, what, I, what i would uh, one of the things that we were just talking about just a little tangent here um we were talking about um how do we how do we challenge people rightly uh, in this hour with so many options, right? Mm. We get so distracted. So as we talk about hierarchy of loyalties and we talk about our affection and allegiance to God himself, mm-hmm. we talk about the word of God, we talk about church, we talk about family today, we're going to talk about disciple making. But the, 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 I don't think many of our listeners disagree with these things. Sure. Um, it's just how do you prioritize these things, right? Right. And I love, I love this little statement, faith is a lack of options. Mm. When I'm being a person of faith, I'm limiting my options yeah, to live a narrow life so that I may live a full life. Yes. But everything around us, even the Christian world, screams out, do, do. do more yeah, come things, do my deal. and you can do it all, and all, you know, all these options, you can have your cake and eat it too. Mm. And even if you're not talking about bad stuff, you just can't do all the stuff. Right. And live that narrow life that allows there to be that abundant life. Right. So as we talk, I, I really like that. Yeah. And that's helpful because as I think about myself and really us as being disciples of Jesus, yeah. that's really a core element of discipleship. So yes. say a little bit more on that. Yeah. So so let's just start with um, our, our, our next hierarchy of loyalty is to be a disciple or an ambassador of Jesus. And remember that that comes with the simple calls of Jesus, come and follow me. Yes. Take up your cross, deny yourself, mm-hmm. and follow me. Whoever loses his life will save it. Whoever saves his life will lose it. And um, we see in the Gospels that when Jesus called us, uh, to, before he called us to be disciple makers, he called us to be disciples. Yes. And um, there were kind of four key areas that he dealt with. He said uh, to... Um, Peter and Andrew, he said, hey, leave your nets and follow me. Mm -hmm. So our vocation 
our first vocation is to be a disciple and a disciple maker, and then God does that in a location right. or a gift. Right. So that's huge. He yes. said, lay down your vocation. Your vocation is not your identity anymore. Now it's right. I'm your identity. What I'm telling you to do is it's key, and you lay your vocation down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so our vocation needs to be on the altar as a disciple right. um, of Jesus. A second thing to the rich young ruler, he said, sell everything and follow me. Mm-hmm. So our riches need mm-hmm. to be on the altar Alter right. in order to be a disciple, mm-hmm. or to be a disciple maker. Um, when it says the the two sides, take up your cross and follow me, or um, lose your life, you'll save your life. Uh, there's this deal of reputation. Mm. We we have to die to our reputation or what we want others to think of us right. in order to identify and be a le- uh, uh, um, loyal to Jesus. Right. We have to identify as a Jesus person, right. not as our own person. Right. So, wow, yeah. that's pretty yeah. big, right? Yes. So vocation, finances, reputation, and then relationships. Mm. Jesus said, unless you leave mother and father and brother and sister mm-hmm. uh, in this life. And then he promises, I'll give you in the Lord, mothers, right. brothers, fathers, sisters, riches, right. lands. Right. I'll give back to you. But you have to let go of your earthly relationships, right. both for identity and affection, right. in order to be able to identify and attach yourself to me. Right. Huge, so, right? I mean, so isn't, that, isn't it wonderful, as I'm listening to you, that this is all predicated on the faithfulness of God to do like you just said, you do this, which feels so painful Yes, mm-hmm. to forsake any of that stuff. Yep. But I'm, my promise is sure. And I am going to give to you. And he's, yes. he has been faithful oh. again and again, through the generations. Yes. Yeah. And again, remember faith is a lack of options. So when we choose Jesus is our chief joy, mm-hmm. our chief affection and our chief loyalty, right. Uh, as a disciple, um, and then, then it's it's much easier to say, hey, if I let go of my financial resources or abilities mm-hmm. or whatever it is, I'm going to trust him by faith. Then now the the onus is on his faithfulness, yes, and not on my strength. I love that, right? right. And um, and whatever I let go of a relationship, God will replace it in His way, which is right. better for me yes. than me self determining, yes, or my own reputation. Uh, all these things are steps of faith. So Jesus said, narrow is the way that leads to life, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Mm-hmm. So back to our hierarchy of loyalties. And before we talk, as we're about to shift here to being a disciple maker, being an ambassador for Jesus, we have to be, have been with Jesus. Yes, I have to be wholly his. In some ways, the, the, the manifestation of Jesus through me as a disciple maker mm-hmm. or an ambassador for him or the fragrance of that is dependent to my attachment uh, uh, to him so yes. that his life lives through me. So yes. I become the aroma of Christ, the essence of Jesus as a, a business person or a teacher or a lawyer or a pastor right. or a missionary, whatever it is that God would give me to do. It's literally a manifestation of Jesus right. because my attachment and affection is on him, in him, and through him. Yes. Is how I live my life. So, that, I mean, I love that. Any of us, as we shift our loyalty, whole time, we've talked about this. Yeah. It's not, not a daily, but even a moment by moment. Yes. Remembering him, remembering him, making yeah. him first. We can be in any of those vocations and not have to freak out. Yes. Because he's with us and that aroma gets released. I, I love that because yeah. that's. 
anyone can do yeah, that. Yeah, it, it leaves it leaves every it, it gives opportunity for everybody mm -hmm. to be a disciple maker and an ambassador. Yes. And actually, we have to have everybody yes. thinking that way. Yes. If we're if the glory of God is going to cover the earth as the water covers the seas, mm -hmm. if if Jesus is going to be made manifest and known in every uh, tribe, tongue, people, and nation, then every vocation has to be on right. the altar as a space mm -hmm. for glory to right. be made manifest, not just in the work of our hands, but in the declaration of our witness through right. our vocation or our location. Right. Wow. I okay. Love it. Okay. So, so, so take us now specifically yeah. this okay. hierarchy ambassador right. for Jesus. So. Be a disciple. Yes. Uh, it's, we're talking about being a disciple. So I've got to be a disciple. Be literally without full surrender. There's no full manifestation. Mm. Um, so I'm a disciple. And then it says, uh, Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all the nations. Right. We talked about this before, but that word is ethnos, mm -hmm. all people's group, unique people group, unique languages. And I even break that down to in every city, there are unique people groups. Right. There's the soccer group. There's the basketball crowd. There's the private school, public school, mm -hmm. uh, you know, homeschool crowd. Right. Uh, there's the mom's group. There's, there's so many unique people groups inside of a community. Right. But if, if I see myself as a disciple maker inside of each of those communities or an ambassador inside of those communities, then whatever God's called me to do or whatever season of life I am or however God's made me, male, female, black, white, Hispanic, I have favor yep. in those areas that God's given me to make disciples. Right. Go and make disciples of all ethnos, all peoples, all unique uh, pockets of humanity for the glory of God. Right. So when I see life that way, then then everywhere I go, I am a disciple maker. Mm -hmm. Everywhere I go, I'm an ambassador, and therefore everything matters in my life. Right. So let me let me give you an example. When our kids were little, um, we uh, our, our kind of thing for raising them up to be able to be effective in the world was not only academics and learning how to be obedient and to fear the Lord, but it, athletically we said, hey, we're going to be healthy. Mm. And it wasn't some OCD deal on health and all that, uh, but hey, we're going to be healthy, so we're going to try out every sport. You don't have to play every sport. Ultimately, you don't have to be good at any sport. We're at least going to learn how to run or walk or ride right. a bike and you know do all that. So the boys, uh, we started them off in soccer. And so I said, okay, if we're going to soccer, then we're going as ambassadors. Mm -hmm. We're going as disciple makers. So at five years old, we, we would, on Tuesdays, we would fast and pray as a family for the soccer team. Love we it. would pray over the kids by name. We'd pray over their parents. Mm. So... Uh, if I was usually a coach uh, and Laura would be picking up or dropping off or sitting on the sidelines and she was had prayed for the families, for these right. kids, we'd go instead of just sit in the stands and get excited when your kids won and mad when they lost, uh, she had relationships with people to begin mm. to sow into their lives. Mm. So if they were believers, we were trying to renew their faith or encourage them their faith. Right. If they were unbelievers, we were trying to befriend them right. and bring them into our world to be able to share the gospel mm -hmm. with them. And there were so many different opportunities that we had to not only share the gospel, but to be salt and light. Mm -hmm. And many of those people would end up coming to Antioch, or the church that we pastor and lead, or we'd get them encouraged to go to another fellowship, or you know, in, in, in whatever way. And what that did also as a coach, 
I, it, it helped me with my own accountability. Sure. Of <laughs> They're watching. How <laughs> competitive am I? Uh-huh. Um, am I valuing all the kids equally? Hmm. Am I just trying to get the superstars on the field and kind of minimize those who weren't that good because I wanted to win more than I wanted to value kids? Right. So I had to check my competitive edge at the door right. to make sure that I'm investing in all children for the glory of God. Right. And it's obviously whatever's done for the glory of God is to the benefit of all the kids. Right. Versus just going in and saying, I really want to win, so I'm going to get the best players and we're going to right. push for all we're worth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's even how do you do practice? You want everybody to learn a little. Right. Uh, that may not make we're going to win in the end, but probably we're going to do better than most teams because everybody's valued. Right. We're going to learn how to do teamwork. or right. We're not going to let kids to cuss each other out. Or we're going to, you know, all those value character things. And we wanted to win. Don't get me wrong. Sure. And we actually had some pretty good years. But we, <laughs> but we, we, um, but everything mattered. Right. That's what a disciple maker does. Yep. That's why my loyalty is not to winning soccer games. My loyalty is being salt and light in the soccer right. arena. Right. And we want to win. We want to right. teach them how to be competitive. We want to teach them how to lose well, win well. Um, so uh, uh, one of the kind of big stories was uh, this particular dad that had a anger problem, a rage problem, actually. And um, uh, one, uh, so I'd prayed for the, the, this family and kind of befriended him a little bit. He got kicked out of the league uh, this one particular year really? because of his rage and his anger, yelling at the refs oh, or so yelling at people. Yeah, so he got kicked out. This is not like just a, a <laughs> mad one day. This is an anger problem. Okay. Right? So um, the next year, we're at a practice, and I had been on TV for some things that were going on in our city, and I never told him I was a pastor. Uh-huh. I'd Loved him, loved his kid, prayed for him, cared for him, but never. And, and he walked up to me and said, You blank and blank and blank. Why didn't you tell me you were a blanking pastor? <laughs> you know, you let me blank and blank this everywhere I go. You didn't tell. And I said, Well, you never asked, you know. And, I, <laughs> and so, and he said, Well, blanking, I got to get rid of this anger. I, my wife's going to leave me, and, and everybody's mm. had it with me, mm. and, and I've had it with myself. And, what do I do? I said, well, come on over, meet me at the office this mm-hmm. week. And I had the privilege of leading him to the Lord and then baptizing him, then his wife, his son, daughter. Mm-hmm. And they've been in our church ever since for 20 years now. Wow. They've been in our church, sit on the second, third row, wow. champions, life group leaders. All, and, but, yeah. but all out of being a disciple maker yeah. wherever you go. And, and, and saying that, and, and not, not um, denigrating my own life mm-hmm. to... Uh, just certain activities that I have in my head are disciple making or That's being it. an ambassador, right, right? Right. So everywhere you go, everything you do, you are a disciple or a mm. disciple maker when your hierarchy of loyalties are correct. Mm-hmm. So word of God, person of God, church of God, family of God. Now disciple maker, ambassador, baptize me, fill me, Holy Spirit, right. blow me where you will, put me in the right place in the right space that I may be fully alive for your glory and disciple everyone right. everywhere. Right. In some way, right? Yeah, love it. So, so take us if 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 there's a listener, and they say, "Well, I I believe what you're saying, but I have kind of said this space is for disciple making, yeah. and this space isn't." Right. Or if they they themselves are trying to disciple someone to do what you're talking about, yeah. what coaching would you provide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we said that there's you just can't minimize being a disciple, okay. wholeheartedly immersing my mind and my heart in the life of Jesus mm-hmm. 
in the life of Paul, life of Peter, as I read through the scriptures, how are they trying to disciple us? How do we see them living life? I need to live life the same way. Right. So the immersion of the scriptures mm-hmm. and the immersion of the lives that are modeled for us through the New Testament mm-hmm. um, obviously are just, you just cannot minimize that right. because it, the lights go off more when I'm saturated in the scriptures and Christ himself. Right. Now, on a very practical coaching, um, what I what what I have encouraged people for years to do is to three times a year you write down what is God speaking to me in this season of my life, okay. and then how do I implement that as a disciple, disciple maker. Of course, we have our personal devotional life and all that. When it gets to this deal, we call relationships. Who are the one to three people in my life right now mm-hmm. that God has put in my life? Right. Could be at work, could be in a hobby, could be in a kids event, kids school. Uh, neighbor, mm-hmm. who is a person in my life? Who are those one to three people who do not know Jesus? Right. And are you praying for them? Mm-hmm. Pray daily for them. As I said, for years we would pray on Tuesdays. We would fast and pray. Right. For the kids, they might just skip dessert when they were little, but later they would skip a meal or eventually all day. Mm-hmm. And we would say we're praying for neighbors, friends, whoever on that one to three list, that's right. who we're praying for. Right. And then who are the who are the one to three believers who need encouragement, support, and strengthening mm-hmm. in my world? Right. So I'm not saying who are at church, mm-hmm. even though that might be some of those right. people, but I'm just saying who is in my world, right. in the flow of my life, that, that uh, God's called me to. Mm-hmm. Then I would say uh, uh, close to that as well was, was for kids we would say... Um, what is God's calling for you at school if they were a student? Or what if it was a business person? Say, what's God's calling for you as a disciple maker and ambassador in this season? Mm. So you begin to say, how is God using me? First, it's always going to be with people. Right. Then it could be in the expression of my work. Mm-hmm. It could be on a project that I'm believing God for supernatural insight on that could glorify God. Uh, it could be learning a skill or something that I could use later on in life, especially for a student. Right. We would tell all of our kids, Get a skill that you can use to serve the world. Right. So uh, one of our daughters is a nurse. The other is a speech pathologist. Our other son was involved in business and public policy. Our other son was an accountant. Mm-hmm. Though uh, they uh, have deep hearts for the Lord, and I would, and they would say they're in full-time ministry, mm-hmm. they also got skills, skills that could serve somebody else, not just... Uh, religion background or Bible degree, which again, I would encourage that. But at the same time, what other skills and what other spaces and places would right. God have you glorify Him? Right. Uh, and then, and then ultimately, um, I would say this: you you recalibrate. Who are the one to three people who don't know Jesus? Who are the one to three that do know Jesus? What is my now workspace or the places where God's called me? Mm-hmm. How am I expressing his glory? And how do I live that as a witness right. uh, for Jesus? And then I would always say, you have to keep asking, am I in the right place expressing mm-hmm. disciple making and being an ambassador at this point? Gotcha. Is there a space you need me, God, where mm-hmm. there's nobody else? Mm-hmm. God loves to answer that prayer, by the way. Wow. Uh, among the poor, among a different people group, among mm-hmm. a unique group of people that are underserved mm-hmm. or, or uh, cross-culturally for me, my ethnos, maybe going to another ethnos, right? We right. talked a lot about that on the, how does racial reconciliation happen? It's disciple making. Mm. It's literally how many people you're discipling different from yourself that mm. you're getting to know, intentionally invest in. So there's a very practical one we talk about healing the wounds of our nation. Mm. It's relational. Right. Yes, we need to repent, but we also then need to invest. Mm. 
in other people's lives. Right. So, uh, so it's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. What I would say, Jordan, maybe to wrap up uh, today's deal is that when Jesus said, go make disciples, uh, that's not an option, that's a command. Mm. Right. So it's not, wow, Jimmy, you're a good disciple maker. Jordan, you're a good disciple maker. Hey, good for you. I'm mm. gonna keep cheering you on. Mm. But actually, Jesus is asking everyone mm. who names his name mm -hmm. to go make disciples. Right. And it says not just to be nice to people, it says baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them right. to observe all that I commanded you. So right. you are deeply invested here right. uh, because the way that God ultimately changes the world is by changing people from right. the inside out. Right. So we all, as the people of God, need to be involved in people's lives in an intentional way yes. everywhere we go so the glory of God is seen in all the earth. Amen. Whether that's in the witness of our lives, in the workplace, in the in our hobbies or our education, or whether that is the specific intentional investment of individuals, mm -hmm. this is God's central theme and central plan. Right. And I will, I will maybe just wrap it with this thought is that when that is done, if you're called to politics, then politics changes. Mm. Because now you're going in as a disciple maker and ambassador, right. not as a selfish, ambitious, self-asserting person. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to get your way, you're trying to get God's way right. in politics. If it's business, if it's education, healthcare, construction, whatever God's given you to do, when you do it for the glory of God and you search the scriptures for God, how should a righteous man or woman live in this arena mm -hmm. and work and serve in this arena? Then transformation begins to happen. Right. My big challenge to everyone listening today is quit slapping critically at everybody and everything mm. unless you're a part of the solution, discipling and right. contending for transformation of people's lives mm. in the space that you're concerned about versus uh, just uh, pontificating, right. let's participate yes. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, just as, just want to say thank you for today, but also for just a lifetime of of living this out. Um, you know, that's why there's weight behind this. Mm -hmm. And I've benefited, our listeners have benefited. Mm -hmm. So Thanks, Lord, multiply this out. Yes, uh, as we, it out. As we let's listen today it. and help, help us live in our lives. Amen. For yes. the glory of God. I love it. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. <laughs>